In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. Uh, I'm also here, and I'm Evan. And I'll be waiting at a diner for you oh, in a weird kind of creepy way. I'm Ronnie. Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season. This week is our last week covering Mixology. We're going to be going into 11, 12, and 13 if you want to follow along at home. But before we get into that, there's some exciting news. Is there? Batman has a dick now. And I'm not talking about Nightwing. I'm talking I, about his penis. I, I kind of saw people talking about this on Twitter and did not have any idea what it referenced. So I'm, there's I'm excited a lot of, for there's this a lot news of drop. Dick, there's a lot of dick-related news yeah. in, the, like in the last week. Dicks are getting a lot of press right now. Yeah. Stormy Daniels said that uh, Trump's dick looks like the little mushroom man from Mario Kart. Toad. Toad, yeah. My, my poor sweet Toad. Yeah. Toad doesn't deserve this. No. He never did anything to deserve this. And uh, Batman the Damned came out. And there's two panels of uh, of bat penis. And two entire real- panels where you can clearly see dick. I mean, it's in shadow, but you can... I mean, it's there's absolutely some details, there. Yeah. I yeah. mean, is it in two panels, or does it take two whole panels to show the whole bat dick? No, it no, is flaccid. Just, yeah. It's oh, a, oh. yeah. It's a casual bat dick. That's fine too, uh, I his, guess. His ass is in a, a panel, and his ass looks great. Yeah, that was chiseled. It yeah. was nice, top-notch butt. Yeah, apparently <laughs> they also censored it online too. So if you get your comics through Amazon or Comicsology, uh, DC decided to censor it with more shadow, so you can't see anything. Why? Why put it in the print version and censor it in the online version? That's what I was wondering. I was wondering if maybe the artist somehow snuck it in. How but do you like, not notice that? It's, it's very clear. Yeah, it's very obvious. It'll be interesting for like re- for like second editions for reprints of the comic if if it's in there because yeah, why would they why would they censor it for web when that's like how most people get their comics nowadays. Yeah, also, uh, people can just fucking scan the comic and you can get the dick for free. Make make people make people feel like they gotta pay for the dick. Mm-hmm. Is this your whole bit, Andy? Just like, let's talk about Batman's penis? Yeah, I'm I was down with stoked it. about it. <laughs> I mean, what what is, you, it, it, like, where do you stand, like, bat nipples v. bat dick? Like, what's um, the, what's the, the preferable erogenous zone of Batman? Uh, personally, I, um... I'm very much of the opinion that not all nudity is sexual and that nudity is not inherently bad and that also there's a huge, 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 huge double standard as far as depicting nude women versus depicting nude men. So, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Show us the bat dick. Totally. I mean, I'm not going to top that. Um, My question, though, is every time Black Panther takes his suit off, is he naked? Oh, yeah. Because it it shreds his clothes every time he activates it yeah we did notice that as we were watching yeah t'challa is definitely naked under his... all the time yeah because because the suit shreds his clothes that stupid necklace thing just shreds all his clothes off you can see them flying away in ribbons and mm-hmm. then he's just presumably like if he needs to deactivate the suit he's just naked yeah the the bat dick in question was him taking off his suit so apparently bruce so doesn't wear underwear either he just 
strips out of it. I imagine there's, no there's probably there. some some moisture wicking properties of a bat suit that keeps it all you know nice and dry where you don't need underclothes. Well, hopefully that cave's got to be damp. Yeah. Oh, humid, humid in a in an underwearless costume. <laughs> Which is mostly Kevlar. Just begging for disaster. All right, we should probably stop talking about genital chafing and start talking about uh, the show. Uh, I want it on the record that I was not talking about genital chafing. I was more concerned about the genital sweat of of the... Chafing would definitely occur eventually, but I was more concerned with, like, the the swampiness of uh, of said bat genitals, which is way worse. I I should have just stopped when you stopped me, Evan. I apologize. (laughs) I don't know that it is worse. I think chafing's more unpleasant than unpleasant just... to to for you, but to, to hear about certainly swampy bat genitals is is pretty rough on the ears. I'd have to imagine. Uh, yeah. All hey, right, that... listeners, write in and tell me how many more times you want me to say swampy <laughs> bat genitals. One more time, please. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I think we're swampy bat genitals. There we go. Swampy bat genitals, Batman. All right, let's move on. Let's let's do our jobs. Um. Uh, so, Evan, why don't you recap episodes 11, 12, and 13? Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so, episode 11 is Bruce and Maya. And, uh, like, Bruce and Cal concoct this strange contrivance where uh, Bruce flirts with Maya to keep her interested in Tom and then they trick Tom into thinking that Bruce actually wants to sleep with Maya so that Tom will stand up for himself to prove to Maya that he's got like balls to prove to Maya that he too has swampy bat genitals and (laughs) (laughs) um um Ron and Liv go to a strip club that they, I guess, initially thought was a women stripping strip club, but it is, in fact, a men stripping strip club. Uh, and then, oh, the gynecologist bit. There's a bit where, like, three women in this bar, inexplicably, in New York, see the same gynecologist, and he's there, and they're attracted to him, which just seems in inconceivable to me that any woman let alone three of them could be attracted to the doctor that tends to their uh you know swampy bat genitals (laughs) (laughs) it's way way worse when you talk about it in terms of like the female anatomy look it just like it kept organically coming up (laughs) keep Um, going uh yeah then episode 12 which is entitled Last Call, as opposed to having a, a duo name. Everybody's scrambling because they don't think they're going to get laid, or they think they're going to get laid by the wrong person, or whatever. This one, I like kind of glazed over, to be honest, because it was just kind of a, a mess of like, oh, does so-and-so like me? Oh, but what if I go, what if I go home with this person? What if I go home with that person? What? Liv and Tom hung out briefly, randomly, which... did. Because they're both boring. They 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 met randomly, and they were both like, ah, yes, we're boring. We're perfect for each other. And then they had, they, like, kissed or something. Did they kiss? And then one of them was like, that was like kissing my brother. Yeah. And yep. then 
So which that just came out of nowhere. That was just random. Yep. And then uh, Jessica is into the bartender again, even though they said that he was annoying and everybody knows that he's annoying. So, but she's like, ah, I guess he's hot. There's a lot of Bruce trying to find a backup girl uh, where he's like combing the bar for uh, women who are weirdos or whatever to take home because he's not going to get to sleep with Jessica even though he's fixated on her or whatever. Yeah, that that's all that was happening there. And then episode 13 is called Closing Time. And uh, Liv and Ron, like, Liv follows through on her I want to go to India now thing. And Ron is like, okay, which I guess is supposed to signal to the audience that he's a cooler dude than the dude that she left. Um, But okay. Uh, And then in the cab, she, like, has this revelation that, like, She's letting him make all the decisions and that she her problem in life is that she doesn't make her own decisions, which hasn't seemed to have been a plot thread or a a point of conflict up until now. But that's her like resolution is that she decides that she wants to go to India by herself and not with Ron so that she can like figure out herself or whatever. Bruce and Jessica decide to be like buds and at the very end of the show have, like, the most unnatural human interaction I've ever seen two people have. But yeah, they decide that they're going to be friends instead of banging. Casey learns that Cal has been married three times and understandably freaks out, but then she's like, eh, whatever, and she meets him anyway. And that's, that's you know, they, they meet out back and go home or whatever. Um, and then Tom takes Maya back to his place, and Tom's ex is there, and she, like, schmoozes up to him, and he kicks Maya out, and then Maya's like, actually, uh, like, your, your ex who broke up with you is just using you, and then she demeans him, and then he's like, yeah, actually, I wanna sleep with you, and not my ex-fiance who I was pining for. The end. Yeah. Oh, and, and Fab sleeps with one of the Hawaiian guys, and then there's a lot more jokes about Hawaiian people, like, right at the very end. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly so. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 something. It's it's something. Um, let's let's talk about how we felt about it, I guess. And uh, let's stick just to the just to these three episodes, these three final episodes of ABC's Mixology. Uh, Andy. Yeah. What did these three episodes of television work for you? Um. Huh. Hmm. Um, I don't think so. Evan. Yes, Ronnie. Did these trio of episodes work for you? No. I was annoyed. I was bothered. None of the conclusions were satisfying to me. No. Not work. Not at all. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Uh, did episodes 11 and 12 and 13 of the television program Mixology, uh, how you feeling about them? Episodes 11, 12, nor 13 worked for me. Yeah, very, I agree with you. Conclusions were meh. Mm-hmm. At best, they were meh. Uh, it just squandered, it squandered the turn that I thought they took. 
yeah. I I alone thought they took in the last four I'm, episodes. I'm disappointed for you, Ryan. I know, and that's the thing. I want. I so wanted it. I know. We, I mean, we all wanted. It. We all want to be able to watch good television for once. Yeah, we all want all the shows to be good. We yeah. want them to have something bad about them that we can complain about. But we all want them fundamentally to be good. And yet right. here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Remember, do you guys remember Kings? Yeah. Kings was good. Remember Kings the Quest? Was so good. The quest, quest was so good. Quest was, quest was so was fun. Very good. Remember the River? Yeah, yeah. River, river was pretty was good. good. Yeah, I had <laughs> some some crit- criticisms about the River, but um, as did I. Looking, as did I. But looking back, I would take the River over this any day. Oh yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. It could have been good. I don't. All right. Well, <laughs> I. It, it, it's such a heel turn for me. I don't have that many positives, but I guess we should try and jump into it. The, the floor is open. Whoever has some uh, positive things to say about these three episodes of Mixology, let, uh, let us hear it. Not as sexist, uh, not as misogynist as before. Still, still a little you think? bit. But it wasn't as bad as before. I don't know. That episode whole... 12 Oh, wait, bit... wait, no, I totally forgot about the gynecologist. Yeah, yeah never mind. The, the gynecologist thing and Bruce's whole, like, backup girl thing. Yeah, where yeah, it's... where he's, like, just kind of picking, oh, this woman is not going to work for me because she's got a bad eye, and this woman has a weird hair, and this woman looks like Daniel Day-Lewis, and it's just like... I forgot about that, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I... I I, I I might not have watched super closely. No, um, can't blame you. Can't blame you. Yeah. Um. Never mind. I take my <laughs> positive back. I uh, forgot about the gyno and the uh, the backup girl. Um. Bruce got punched in the face. And while I I totally hate the reason why it happened, I liked seeing Bruce get punched in the face. Sure. Mm-hmm. I did I did like that Cal and Casey ended up together. That was the only like relatively straightforward sort of wholesome relationship I I felt mm-hmm. like cuz they're they're both just guileless people who are positive and like each other. Yeah. Um I don't like the strange winding road that Casey took to get to like end up with Cal because she had some kind of crush on like freaking everyone in the bar at some point right which was strange like all of them just seem to be coming out of nowhere like she's got a crush on the gynecologist too let's just throw that one in there or like the gynecologist has a crush on her and she i don't know but yeah she was with the bartender and then she wasn't with the bartender and then she was into like did did she have a crush on ron briefly and she uh, then she met cal and then the bartender came back. Yeah, there was. She was just all over the place. She, yeah. she seemed very flighty, and uh, it it didn't create like any kind of character for her. I feel like, other than just like, and I and I don't use this word because I think that she is this. I use this because it's a trope. Other than just slutty, like that's that's her character type. Like, yeah, I I do I understand what you're saying. I think that's yeah, what they yeah. were. That, right. That's what the writers had in mind right. as they were writing this series of interactions. Right, and if and if she like that's not okay, no matter who you're writing for, and if that's just like a side character, like whatever. But like this is like a character that you're primarily trying to set up with like another primary character. Like if they didn't tell us in their like 
synopsis in like the narration that they are perfect for each other. And even now I want to look back and see like the reasons they gave for being perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't root for them to be together. Like they're, they both seem to be a bit of a mess. They both seem like, <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe like, like just like we see with uh, Tom and, and live or yeah, live that like, it's like a, a, a jelly and jelly sandwich. It's like, you don't, you don't really need two of the exact same person to make it work. They do when it when those people are boring. It's like, oh yeah, you can't do that. But when those people are both like a little bit like messy, it's like, oh they'll they'll even each, they'll help each other out. And it's like that's probably not how that's gonna happen. Yeah, and uh, I agree. The narration was a shortcut, but again, like that's as it's all as, we have to go as on, the yeah. relationships have gone. Like that's certainly the the most wholesome. I feel mm-hmm. like least annoying least self-destructive problematic one (laughs) so yeah no absolutely i'm very happy Um, that dominic and bruce both didn't get laid yeah i don't really like bruce's weird conclusion but i'm happy he didn't get laid Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's a there's a bit we're just like floors open for anything right now. I guess there's a bit at the end of the first episode where like Bruce reveals the plan that he's been working on that like he's been flirting with Maya just to get Tom to like really step up to the plate a little bit. And Cal goes like, is it possible that you might be a good person after all? And I wrote my notes. It is not possible that Bruce is a good person after all. It is not. It is an impossibility that those that that is that is the truth. Also, what what a contrivance. That yeah. whole thing. That was... Oh, it was so dumb. It was yeah. absolutely bizarre. And it was supposed to be, like, this big plot twist that, like, oh, Bruce was just, like, trying to set Tom up. But no one, no one runs a con like that. No. Ever, one. And two, you're still, like lying to tom and lying to maya and that's like that's not okay yep also maya and tom already liked each other like they had already laid groundwork there i don't understand what they were trying to do by like pulling this strange thing where like they're like cal and bruce are like all right we're gonna manipulate maya into liking tom more and now we're gonna trick tom into like behaving like a, a jerk so that Maya likes him more or what yeah. also whatever character development that was supposed to give Tom to be more assertive it's immediately taken away when his ex shows up because yep. he still like goes right back with her until Maya rescues him and to be fair uh, like uh, Tom's ex fiance was in fact a huge jerk and we saw flashbacks of her just being a real bad person to him so uh at the end where maya comes back and says she doesn't actually care about you she just wants you to like take care of her because she's lonely she's she's basically emotionally using you i agree with what she says there 100 percent. and then she calls tom a little bitch and I'm right. like, whoa, way to pull a 180, lady. Like, uh, I, I was like, I was 100% on board with your assessment of this situation. And then she was like, 
yeah, so you've got to stop being a little bitch and be a real man and stand up to her, like, you pussy. And I'm like, you you ruined it. It was good, and now now it's not. Huh. Yeah. We've, we've just slid right it, into the negatives here. There's nothing that... No, it's yeah. too late. We're too what, far down the hill. <laughs> it was cool to, to have the role reversal of, like, Tom's the passive one, Maya's the one who's going to come and, like, rescue him. I feel like that's not often how it's portrayed. It's it's typically reversed. And so, like, good on good on the show for, for doing something like that, but, like, they shat all over it with right. everything it, Evan said. It would have been so much more valuable had she come back in and, like, made herself vulnerable or expressed the fact that, that shows that she learned to be a little bit more sensitive over the course of the evening and been like... You know, I care about you. I don't think she does and stuff like that. But like like you said, Andy, to like flip this, this is like a guy coming in and saying like, do you want to be with this guy? Because you're, you're a total bitch. And it's like, that's not how this should work. What? Like, like, wait, what? It's like, don't neg these people into like, you know, these, these huge relationship decisions. I did like, even though I don't like where it went, I agree with you, Evan. I did like kind of the the friendship that Tom and Liv started to develop where like, you know, Liv felt like she had someone that she could talk to and like they were like equal playing field where they're like, oh, I like her. And she's like, oh, I like him. And like they were kind of like, you know, being like giddy about it. They would have been they would have been cool besties if they had tried to like make them kiss or whatever. Right. Right. Again, the show shows that like you can't just be friends with somebody without trying to mack on them. If yeah. you're, if you're, if you know, if you, if you, you know, you're into them, like, it's just, it's. Yeah, it's even gross. even at the end where uh, Bruce and Jessica decide to be friends, it the show frames this as being like the most bizarre thing, where Bruce is like, "I've never had a woman friend before." And then he continues to, like, hit on her and be a gross perv, and she's like, ha oh, you, oh, Bruce, that's that's how Bruce do. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a friendship. I wouldn't, like, I say nice things to my friends all the time when, like, their butt looks good and stuff, but that's not the same as, like, being a gross perv and, like, trying to sleep with them because they happen to be near you and attractive. Like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, even though they say, like, contextually, like, yeah, Bruce and Jessica are friends now, they don't write them as behaving like friends. Like I said, they have the most unnatural human interaction at the end where, like, they hug and she's like, do you have a boner or something like that? And then they both laugh. Like, (laughs) even like Iron Bull is hitting on Cassandra and she's like, it's never going to happen. And he apologizes and she's like, I didn't tell you to stop. Iron Bull is not being gross and, like, borderline, like, predatory about it. Like, it, Bruce is just so gross. Yep. If any, <sighs> if, if I was, if I was a woman and someone who was going to be my friend said, well, I've never had a woman who was a friend before, I'm not going to be the first one. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to be your guinea pig for this experiment. I'm out of here. Yeah. No, thank you. Nobody needs friends like that in their no, life. No, no. Yeah, that that was. Yeah, so, so you, you you frame that as like, 
oh, I've never had a, a queer friend before. It's like, oh, cool, peace. I'm- yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm, I am not your friend. Goodbye. Right. I've always wanted one of those. Like, yeah. nope, 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 nope. <laughs> There's a reason that none, no other queer has befriended you before. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so so yeah, it, it that scene was super unnatural because we saw zero of the development of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there were things in the diner where like it re- things really started to blossom and stuff like that. No, he was but screaming we- at the 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 cook lady. Hey, hairnet. Yeah, I was going to say he oh. called her hairnet as a like demeaning right. Term, like he was awful to service people. Yeah. Oh, he's the worst. So look at the no... sprinkles on top of Bruce's gross garbage Sunday. Is he's also terrible to service industry workers. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna repeat my notes. It is not possible that Bruce is a good person after all. I do have one little positive that I'll just slide in. Uh, slide it. Uh, Liv grew on me a lot in terms of like her lines being funny. I thought she was really annoying at first, and this is less a. Uh, these three episodes specifically thing and more an overall thing but uh i thought maya was really annoying at first and then she she just kept dropping lines that were really funny like when they were in the strip club and like the guy they announced was an astronaut themed stripper or whatever and she goes i love space like (laughs) (laughs) me me too girl me me too space is great they, they they like portrayed her as like a bit naive without portray- portraying her as dumb. Yeah, like she's just like hasn't gotten out much. She's yeah. still like very bright and very like accomplished. She's just like you know been living a particular life for a while and like mm. this is exciting. This is flashy and new. On the on the flip side, uh, I hated her conclusion thing because it was really inconsistent with the rest of her. Story like we were told by narration and by context and by her conversations thus far that like her big quote unquote problem in life is that she's boring and her fiance's boring and they never do anything exciting. Uh, and then at the very end, at, and I mean literally in the last episode, they try to sort of like flip the source of conflict there, like as she and Ron are in the cab on the way to the airport to go to India, which is like the exciting thing that she always wanted to do, and that she broke up with her fiancé because he wouldn't do with her. Um, she... We start to get this other conflict where, like, her her ex-fiancé was too controlling, and she just let him do whatever, or... She keeps saying things like, I, I don't know what I want, Ron. Just just pick for me. I don't know what seat on the plane I want. Just pick for me. I don't know what hotel I want to stay at. Just pick for me. And this has never up to this point been shown as like some kind of source of conflict in her relationship. She was robbing is... people's wallets and like taking her panties off like two episodes ago. Yeah. So yep. clearly she makes she makes some decisions. Um and like, had had this been her source of conflict from the beginning, I actually think I could have got on board with her her story arc a lot better. Because if her fiance was controlling and her life was boring because her fiance was was so controlling, and not just because 
they're both kind of dorks, then I would have been like, yeah, girl, break up with that dick. Do you. Do your thing. Uh, get, go wild. He had that... seemed perfectly lovely, though. Yeah, yeah. And again, that, like, omniscient narrator had been telling us, like, yeah, the big problem in her relationship is just that she's boring and he's boring, and they like all the same things, and all those things are boring things. It, it had nothing to do with him being controlling and deciding what she was allowed to like or anything like that. They just seem to have genuine enthusiasm for the same kind of dorky things. Also, Ron got shafted. Because I'm pretty sure he paid for those plane tickets and stuff. And that, like, that's what I got out yeah. of that, too. Yeah, Yeah, and so, like, yeah. not only did he lose his company and, like, his, his, his person that he, like, really enjoyed meeting and stuff, she, like, just straight up was like, yeah, like, fuck you. Yeah. Also, she's a lawyer. She's got money. Why was Ron paying for all that stuff? I don't know. I mean, we're, yeah. he's supposed to be, like, kind of a con artist and stuff, but still, he's currently got no money. He just got sued or, or his stocks plummeted or whatever happened that made him abruptly penniless. I said it last episode. I'll say it again. Like, the, the narration of Liv and the character of Liv do not match up. They are not consistent within themselves or with each other. Um, I think the actress and the character of Liv kind of like outgrew the story that they had for her. Mm -hmm. Um, They just kind of needed to tie that loose end up. And it's like, she experiences like the most conflict of anybody in the whole show. Like her stakes are the highest. And yet like, it's so poorly done. Which mm-hmm. is really, like, annoying. Just annoying. So, ugh, it's frustrating. I felt like Ron has, up to this point, been, like, pretty cool about stuff. Pretty laid back. Pretty comfortable with himself. But the second he goes into a strip club and finds out that it's ladies' night, he, like, starts... He's like, no! N- not naked men! Like, he just, like, starts to, like, flip out. And it's like... Yeah, he did overreact to that. Lives here for it. Like, like this is this is a weird night. Let's just dive right in. Like, yeah. I mean, later he like ends up like getting, you know, harassed by moms mm -hmm. or or mom aged ladies. But uh, so then he has a reason to want to get out of there. But before that, it's just like ooh, abs. (laughs) Just thought it was like out of character for how like chill he's been the whole time. And for how much he was, like, trying to impress Liv that whole time. Yeah, I agree. Here's a, here's a typical Ronnie, and you might we might actually have a fight here. I forget who said it and who they were talking to. But it might, it might have been a flashback or something like that. But at some point, somebody asks, like, what's your favorite sandwich? And someone's like, I would have to say mine's a hamburger. And someone responds, yeah, it's not a sandwich. A hamburger is a definitely a sandwich. Just needed to get that out there and say that. Yeah, all, I, all burgers are sandwiches. Not all sandwiches yeah. are burgers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I would agree. I agree with that it, assessment. It was just such like there's there's a conversation to be had in the food world right now about whether a hot dog is a sandwich, which it is I don't want to. I don't know if I agree, but I'm not willing to get into that right now. A <laughs> hamburger. The, the, the hill that this show died on was that a hamburger was not a sandwich. And I'm like. Come on, 
come on. There are better ways to express how a guy that you're talking to is unintelligent. Um, so it was last call, and the bartender goes past with a flaming cocktail. Who's ordering, who's that jerk that's ordering a flaming cocktail at last call? I mean, I think jerk is the operative word there. Like, somebody, right, yeah. Somebody would do it just to be funny. Like, some douchebag who's, like, uh, it's it's like their graduation tomorrow or something, and they're like, oh, let's go get a fucking... What? I don't even know the names of any flaming cocktails, to be honest. Uh, right? I, I don't either, but it but was just it was a, a it was drink a, it was on a, fire. It was a, a college student. It was a trust fund baby who was graduating the next day and they were like yeah make them sit it on fire <laughs> i mean flaming cocktails are fun i enjoy a flaming cocktail but just you know there's a time and place and that mm-hmm. time is not at 2 a.m <sighs> you have any, anything else no the show sucks uh-oh patty watch. i know that sound patty watch Patty made a couple drinks, uh, gave a couple more upwards head nods, and <laughs> that's about it. He's still my favorite character on the show. Patty's consistent, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patty makes consistent. drinks, Patty nods heads. That sort of bro chin thing. I, that, yeah. I don't think he had any more lines, which is fucking tragic. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm real hopeful for more Patty in uh, season two. Yeah. Oh wait, this is ending bending. There, there, there is no season two. Uh, even if there was, I wouldn't watch it. So, unless maybe one of us wrote it. Well, Speaking good news. We're that, gonna have that opportunity in a little bit. Um, are we ready to move on to uh, our final judgments? I think so. Are you guys? Yeah, you let's, ready? let's judge let's this. Let's do bitch. it. Let's do it. We've watched 13 whole episodes. And these are short episodes. It felt like a slog. Yeah, it did. Um, it was tough. These were only, these were only half hour episodes. Um, but we watched all 13 of them. And Evan. Yes, Ronnie. All 13 episodes of Mixology. Did it work? No. That's all. It's a Fair decisive enough. no. Andy. There, there were some goofs in there that made me smile. Mm-hmm. There were some goofs that made me laugh. But overall, uh, all the goofs in the world couldn't save Mixology from itself. It did not work. Hey, Ron. Hey, yeah. As a whole, uh, Mixology, would you recommend it to a friend? I wouldn't. I wouldn't and because it, it didn't work. It didn't work. As I said earlier, it had it, and I and I I loved 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 this show a week ago, but this week I it just took the goodwill that it got from me, and it squandered it. It just oh. lit yeah. it on fire, lit it on fire, and sent it on a plane to India, where it belongs. I don't know. What? I don't know. <laughs> Just get it out of here. All right. Uh, actually, if we put a bunch of like Bollywood dance numbers in this, it would exponentially increase its watchability. 
Mm-hmm. It it very well could have been a musical. I would have loved I, I it if it were a musical that. and less douchey. Yeah. 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 Yep. Or even like musicals have a fun way of of like mocking the douchey character. Like mm-hmm. even if they're like the main character has a good way of like pointing out all of the flaws and pointing out all of like the adversity they're not adversity but like all of like the the hills they're gonna face because they're such a bad person. Um, the producers jumps to mind. Um, Nathan Lane and that is kind of like a douchey character, but it's like the music is very like it's very self aware about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 yeah, it, the, the recipe is there. I, I said it from the beginning. Like this is, this feels very into the woods, and 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 I think that it could be good if uh, there was like just two or three songs in episode where like the characters really talked about how they were feeling in musical song, which is my favorite way of expressing emotion. And uh, so yeah, at this point, let's uh, let's jump into the writers' room. That's me on my on my typewriter. I was gonna say, is that your typewriter noise? Ding! Ding! I have a real actual uh, typewriter that we can record sounds off of if you wanna like that's, fully that in there. <laughs> uh, I think you just heard me use my actual okay. typewriter. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sure. That sounded very t- good. Fully work that I just did. Sorry, I'm just. Oops. Sorry. It's the my F is stuck. Let me. There we go. Now we're back at it. Um, <laughs> so what's what season two of Mixology look like? I've got one that I think is quite good. Ooh, let's hear it. Let's do it. Let's do season it. Season two, exact same premise, except they're all in group therapy. <laughs> like they all, all turn up a year later, and it's like, uh, maybe, maybe we do it... Uh, spread out over more than one evening because group therapy sessions tend to be like maybe two hours at most so uh yeah same premise where it's focused exclusively inside this one confined space maybe over the course of a month or something and they're coming back every week for group therapy and like they're all working through their shit and learning about all the ways in which they're they're bad people and they need to to learn and grow. It's still a comedy, but um, it's it's a less shitty comedy. I'm into it. I'm into it, Andy. My premise for season two is that the only character who uh, the main character is the bar, and so it's another one night in the same bar. So uh, Dominic and Patty are still there. Um, is the waitress's name Amy? Casey. Casey. Casey is still there, although she's not as big a character. Um, and it's just all new characters. Maybe you take the weird hanger-on guy. Maybe you take the bald guy. Um, you just a whole bunch of new characters, and it's one night in that same bar again. Maybe uh, Bruce and the boys show back up for like one episode, but they're they're not the main characters. Maybe Maya pops back in with Tom, but they're only there for like an episode or two, and it's just focusing on all new characters in that same bar for one night. I like that idea, 
but I don't like it nearly as much as the headcanon that I created when you first said that the bar is the main character <laughs> as because I created like a singing and dancing musical like anthropomorphic bar like up see your like, lifting friend yeah exactly just like well it's another night for me the bar looks like that couple's getting together oh these kids <laughs> I think you should amend your premise <laughs> no no I think your premise is good I'm just that was a what is what is your head, premise, like, Ronald? Bar. My premise is um, Liv gets on her plane to fly to India, um, and they're flying. I have to assume this takes place in like Chicago. They don't ever talk about like a sports team, I don't think, or anything like that specifically. Uh, but in New York, the bars close at four, so I assume it's not New York. So it feels vaguely Chicago-ish. Uh, so they've got she's got a layover in uh, in San Francisco, and she gets a little nervous and she panics and she gets she leaves the airplane and heads right to a bar, and we just do a different bar, different cast of characters, but there's like better characters because <laughs> you know. It's just better. Um, and maybe, like, somebody, sh- like, flies out to meet her, and so there's this cameo there. But, like, I think that there should be lots more queer people in this one because uh, yeah. the, the relationships in, in the first season are extremely heteronormative. Hey, uh, what if it's an airport bar specifically? I love that. What if her, her, her flight gets canceled and she's stuck at an airport bar and people are drifting I in and out? I love that. Yes, and it's like the... You know, the people who know that they're not going to be there for a while. And people literally, at least in this one, do like, oh, this is the, I've got to go. And they just disappear from the show. Mm-hmm. And, like, Liv learns a lot more about, like, oh, last time we all just stayed together. And this time it's, like, it's really transitory. Like, it's, it's really, like, you know, the, the, like sand in there an can, hourglass kind of thing. Yeah, there can be a few characters who were also on the same flight who are also stuck there indefinitely. But then other people mm-hmm. like drift in. I'm sorry, I'm like hijacking your. your no, no, here, this but. is this is way better. This is way better. Yeah, I like this because airport then you get bar. like airport bar. You get people coming from all over the world, and you know, airport bar. Good, good. I'm ta- I'm stealing that. That's not a joint venture by me and Evan. That that is TM TM TM. Well done, Ron. You can have it. Mine was group therapy. Yeah, yours is good. Yeah, so we've got group therapy. We've got uh, same place, same bar, different night. Uh, and uh, airport bar. Uh, send us send us your votes. Let us know what you like. The sad thing is, I feel like all of these ideas are actually pretty good. Like as yes. far as actually really right. making a second season of this actual TV show, and not just like let's mm-hmm. make a genie box dad show. Right. Like though, these all could be feasible premises for a second season. Right. Uh, but like the show's so shitty, like that's how bad they fucked up that it had, it had potential. It had potential to be good. That's what I was thinking. Like there's so much possibility for this, like this anthology kind of way of doing things. Like, Mm -hmm. like I thought about like, what if they just like, you know, start exactly where they did. And then like the person walks next door to the other bar and it's like maybe like a biker bar but not like the racist kind of bikers like the you know maybe progressive bikers 
but like let's just see how this dynamic plays in like a totally different atmosphere and like on the same night and where they run into people from the other bars like it, it like there's so much to be done here and uh, like i said they just squandered it they just like totally blew it sorry people who <laughs> liked mixology not that sorry yeah um, i'm not sorry you don't yeah. like What's... your show is not good you don't like a good show What's like next? Like good shows. Yeah, what what's what's who who whose turn is it? Whose turn is it to pick the next show? I was told that it was my turn. It is your it's turn. So Evan's turn. Yay, it's my turn. So I went ahead and picked a show. I <gasps> hope I hope it's not gonna be too difficult to access, but I would like to do the nineteen ninety seven uh Heath Ledger series called Roar. It's a medieval fantasy TV show. It has been in the uh, user reviews on Netflix likened to Xena Warrior Princess, but less silly. Mm. So um, I- I'm real curious. I'm real curious what's up with it. And uh, of course, like Heath Ledger, may he rest in peace, uh, was and remains a treasure. So it can't possibly it can't possibly be bad. Even if the show's terrible, Heath will be great in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I can get I can get Roar on Netflix DVDs. Um if you have difficulty <laughs> What? I just I've I have not heard of Netflix still sending DVDs they, for a very do. long time. They do still send DVDs. I and understand I have the plan they do. where you get DVDs. That is interesting. It's really handy for situations like this one. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because then you would have to spend money on the show to watch it, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, yeah, if you have any difficulty accessing it, Ronnie, we'll, we'll figure something out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search it on iTunes. Oh, no, it's nothing but Katy Perry. Ah! Get it? Because she has that song, Roar. Yeah. I, I thought you were being serious that you got a bunch of Katy Perry results. I mean, I, I, I did. I did. I just, it's, it's not quite as dramatic as I made it seem. Oh. It's, it's a lot of Katy Perry. Okay. Well, we will watch the first three episodes of Roar this week. Um, yeah. The Heath Ledger Project. We'll meet you with I believe that. In, that uh, I believe in you, Heath. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 1997 doesn't make me feel super, like, giddy, but, like, Heath Ledger. There's, there's a, a, a delightful type of kitsch. That was in like in everything at the time. Hercules, Xena, Buffy. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Firefly falls into that kind of window. Yeah. Firefly well, was, was two thousand one. Yeah. yeah. But so like that it's was only only four years later. It's still right there. That but kind like, of like cheese. Hercules, Xena, Buffy. These are all shows that like went for a while. <laughs> uh, That's true. Roar clearly didn't. And I'm wondering if it might have been some fatigue from that, or if it was because it's not good. I guess we'll figure it out. Yeah, that's it. Could just be an that adventure. Heath got discovered and was like, "I'm not coming back for this." I was just thinking. Let's the same cross thing. our fingers. Heath yeah, blew we'll up. see. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, as always, uh, please review us on iTunes. I'm not even going to let you all ask. We don't have a new one. Um, please, 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 pretty, pretty, please. We're this this week. I have all this Dragon Age information bottled we, up inside got, me. I need to let it out. Please, friends. And, 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 and maybe we should, like, go on a mad spree of, like, you know, 
We should probably actually put work into being like, hey, friends on our social media. Yes. I, I do. Do you guys not? Not recently. I've been busy. No. Um, with, like, important stuff. Also, maybe share us with your friends if you Share us with us. your friends. If you like share, us, your friends probably will. Share us with your friends. Pass us right around. Pass us right around like a big old fishbowl drink. <laughs> um, Anything else? So, yeah. Uh... Until next time. We're ending pending and feed the badger in your closet. It's hungry. It's hungry. And also, the swampy bat genitals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Goodbye.